Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Kyle here with me. There's no Brett today. Yep. But yep. but we wanted to invite another special guest. Well, I mean, I I don't I don't I guess I shouldn't say another special guest. She's been here recently, so Wanted to bring her back on, so we invited Trish to come back. <laughs> Thanks, Trish. Surprise, surprise. A, a, fam- a familiar voice. I love it. <laughs> so uh, we're continuing our series on Ephesians, and we're um, following up with Lauren's great message this past Sunday on Ephesians chapter one, 3, verses 1 through 13. And I thought it would be fun for us to kick it off, kind of like how he kicked it off. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to Lauren's message, he started off his sermon with asking the question, what was the most popular or most famous movie twist of all time? And if you haven't guessed it, it was Star Wars, which someone in service actually did guess. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you guys, what is your most memorable movie or I guess we could say book two um, plot twist of all time? I don't like to read, so I'll go with movies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I read some, but um, okay, I'm gonna go with one that's more recent. So that um, my son Ezra loves the Lord of the Rings series. So um, we've been—I don't know—should we say spoiler alert since it is recent? Um, I'm I'm not gonna give the actual reveal. I'm okay. just gonna give it generalities. So so, but it's the the Rings of Power um, series, which is like a prequel to the, the Lord of the Rings, and it's on uh, Prime. So there's like eight episodes. So we've been doing them little by little. But this weekend, Eli was on the youth retreat. So then we watched a couple together. But in the last episode, there's a huge plot twist. And I, I knew it was coming. And I know I know he didn't know it up until that point. And there's like a, a, a person that you think is one way. And it turns out the complete opposite. And so I'm watching him. And then there's like these little hints. Or it's like the one you think is bad. It's like, okay, I think that one actually might be good. And then so he's like, oh, and then it's like, well, wait a second, then who's the bad guy? And then it's like little by little, all of a sudden he goes, oh, I did not see that coming. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, and I can tell by your reaction. <laughs> but I, I, it was cool because I knew what was coming. Mimo and I had watched it before, and we had the same response, like, no way, like that, that can't be. And so then it was fun to watch it with him and see him uh, have that reaction. I know Trish, you had a you had a similar recent experience, right? Well, it's the same weekend. Well, I think it's funny you didn't mention Lauren played a short clip of a kid oh, yeah. being shocked by the Star Wars plot twist or whatever you called it. And so I was, I'm not done with his whole sermon listening to it, but I was cracking up because I've never watched Star Wars, but. Everyone knows the twist and the famous line. I'm trying not to give it away. That's all right. Lauren gave it away. (laughs) But it's okay. But um, I was cracking up watching the little girl because it is fun. I was like really enjoying like I want to like I think he said there's several. So I kind of want to watch more. But um, so same. Josh was at the youth retreat. And so it was just we only had one kid. It's so weird when you have one kid. Anyways, so. Hey, so side note, they, yeah. <laughs> their personalities change when they're by themselves. It's am, am, so am I right? weird. Yeah, Ezra's like, oh my god, this—he's a different little personality when yeah. his brother's not around, which is—it's cool. So, mm-hmm. anyway. No, it really—it's so weird. But <laughs> we chose to take him camping, mm-hmm. so we missed service on Sunday. So <clears throat> I was playing catch up this morning, and uh, so on Monday night though, I felt 
like I wanted to watch the movie Selena, the famous uh, singer. And so I have I, like I knew I was in high school when it all happened. And, you know, a uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> she was <laughs> shot and killed. But Nick has no idea. I mean, so side note, Selena greatest hits Saturday mornings. The kids know they're going to have to get up and clean. Like, I'm blasting it, and I'm, like, scrubbing. So when Selena's on in my house so loud, um, they know, oh, man, it's a cleaning day. So he knows the songs, but he doesn't know the story of Selena. So I was loving it. I was, like, sitting there towards the end because he got really into it. And I was, like, Oh, Yolanda, that's the killer, was her best friend. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, did, I, did, not, I did not know that. So <laughs> sorry. I told you. I guess, I guess we should just say spoiler alert for this whole section. <laughs> so um, I'm sitting there and I'm like watching him, not the mm -hmm. movie. And, you know, she starts talking and she's she's been portrayed as nothing evil. Mm. And what I found interesting was Nick was like, he looked at me and he was like, she's sus. <laughs> mm, she's going to steal the money, huh? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy has, like, good discernment or, like, he intuition. felt it, intuition. Yeah. And so, um, sure enough, you know, um, it was like, as soon as it kind of like it's like flashy and it's kind of mm. fast. It's not like a slow, like, you see her shoot. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't really go gory at all yeah. in the movie. And so he was like, wait, does she, does she just shoot her? Like he, you know, because for him, it's not showing the whole picture. Right. And I was like, yes. And then he was like, wait, what? And then he was like, does she die? And then it's like in the hospital. And then as soon as they all start crying, she's like, she died, huh? She's dead. Like, <laughs> so I, I had fun watching Nick do the plot twist, like watching the plot mm -hmm. twist, like, Oh my gosh! Because he had no, he had no idea that she was even dead, and so. But could could you actually see him through your tears? Because I know that movie makes you cry. I you shared cry that <laughs> every time. And so the funny thing was, I don't hide it, and I was like, "This movie makes me cry every time." Because I literally try, like it's like a like a, a competition with myself. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna cry this time, and I will sit there and I'm like, "I'm not gonna cry." Yeah, I cry. Yeah. And then he was like, but why are you crying? And I was like, what? Did we not just watch the same movie? How are you not crying? But yeah, so that was my plot twist movie. Uh, so I came up with a few different ones, right? Like Sixth Sense. Mm. Um, except that one got actually ruined for me because a friend of mine, I, yeah, he, I can still call him a friend, even though, <laughs> even though he ruined it. He told me before I watched it. So even watching, I was like, this movie doesn't make any sense because- if he's already yeah, if you know already, then it's like oh, that's a total different experience. Yeah, the that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the same. Yeah. And then I thought when Lauren was speaking, I, I the one that came to mind immediately was Frozen. Right when, again, spoiler alert: when Prince Han reveals himself to be the bad, the bad guy. I was I I actually really liked him before, <laughs> and then reveals that he's the bad guy. But uh, it's interesting right now because my daughter is reading Harry Potter books. Mm. So she's on the third one, which has a pretty big uh, plot twist towards the end. And she keeps anticipating that there's going to be some type <laughs> of plot twist. Because in the first couple, there was 
interesting reveals, right? Mm-hmm. Mysteries revealed. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's trying to anticipate them. So she's like, I think this is going to happen. I think this is going to happen. And it's like, just keep reading. I don't want to <laughs> say anything. Uh, so it does seem like that is a major plot point for a lot of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Is that revealing a mystery or there, you know, that's what makes movies memorable or a lot of stories memorable. And so it's cool that, you know, in this section of Ephesians that Paul is highlighting that God is actually revealing a mystery that was, he are, he had already written, you know, since the beginning and the intention, his intention for his plan was always the same, but it was a mystery that he's finally revealed in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that mystery is that the Jews and the Gentiles both were supposed to be heirs of, of the Lord. And originally, you know, the Jews only thought that the Messiah was coming to save them, to, to rescue them. And so this mystery that is being revealed, that Paul is revealing, is that, no, actually God's plan was that the Messiah was for everyone, right? And that the Gentiles were also to be included. So I've, I felt like that's kind of a direction that we could go in today is talking about, you know, this mystery and the the unity that in Christ is supposed to be there, but recognizing like a lot of times, even within, you know, Christians, it's hard for us to stay united. So I thought we could talk about that. Right. I, while you were just talking about that, that transition from the movie plots to this, I was thinking too, like it's like your, your um, example with the sixth sense, like you knew the plot or you knew the story when you watch it. So you had a different experience. How about us? Like, now in 2024, we read this and it's like, yeah, but we knew that already or we know that story versus when, when Paul's writing this, mm. this is like a brand new thing. They're like, wait, wait, what? Like, <laughs> no, that can't be. Or like, that's that's not the way we've been raised. That's not the way we've been taught. Like, it's a total like mind bender for them. So if you think of it in his audience, it's like, man, this is like, this is a hard pill to swallow, right? Like, I mean, I, for me, like when when Lauren was up there preaching too, I was like, "Man, like it's I I take for granted being a Gentile, right?" And then thinking like, "Oh yeah, like I'm a co-heir," but thinking of how that shift has played out over this last couple of centuries, it's it's like, "Oh man, this this is different." This yeah, it's just it makes me think that I I'm not very grateful for being included as a Gentile when in, in for so long it was. Like we were, looked like we were excluded, even though that was God's plan. Or you even think about like, I never thought about this until you just said this, mm-hmm. um, how you can see how angry, <laughs> sorry, I'm, ta- I'm talking too loud, huh? No, you're not, we can adjust oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> So how angry the Jews yeah. became, right? you know, to the point of picking Jesus Saul, like killing Christians. Or, or, yeah, like, so if you think about it, um, they're, you know, they were that mad because, like you said, it was a hard pill to swallow on what they were teaching. I've never thought about that in, like, that way of, because you just, like, we know hindsight twenty twenty, and right. you're just like, how are you crucifying Jesus? Like, oh, like, you want to go back in time? But, I mean wow, mm-hmm. you have a different perspective on the ones that were shouting Jesus because it was blasphemy, right? Mm. Like what they believed was. And I mean, 
That's crazy. Sorry, I had my mind blown right now. <laughs> no, but as you guys were talking, I think that um, that's been one thing that I've appreciated about The Chosen is the way that they portray that, right? Mm. Because they're looking at this story through the lens of the disciples. And so for them, a lot of the teachings that Jesus gives are like totally brand new, mm. right? And so for us... Or, 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 for, or like counter especially. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so for me, someone that's grown up in the church and thinking mm. that this is the normal way of, mm-hmm. you know, what it means to be a Christian, for them, it's totally rocking their paradigm when he says certain things, right? Yeah. Like uh, one of the episodes, I, you know, when um, James and John are talking about the Samaritans and how much they don't like the Samaritans, but mm. Jesus is having them dig a field <laughs> that's going to provide for the Samaritans. And, right. and they're like, right. what are we doing? Right. Like, why right. do you care about these Samaritans? Right? Yeah. Like we hate Samaritans. And, <laughs> You know, Jesus is trying to do something nice for a Samaritan family and they're just, their, their mind is just getting blown. Right. But it's, it's really interesting to take that step back and, and recognize, wow, like God has actually revealed a lot Mm. of -hmm. mysteries through Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, even when we look at it and this is something that I've heard from multiple people is like, how, why is God different? in the old Testament than he is in the new Testament, right? Like mm-hmm. Jesus is all about love and all these things, but in the old Testament, he was all about judgment and da, 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 Right. And so how is it so different? But I think that's one cool thing. And I think that's something that we can also expand on is, you know, God is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow and forever. And, so, but the way that he reveals himself might be different. Right. And so he's the same, but he's revealing himself differently in different por- portions of the Bible or different things like that. Well, speaking of the chosen and plot twists, uh, season four is in the theaters <laughs> right now. <laughs> Actually, the episode you're episode talking about three. is not in the theater anymore. Oh, that's right. It's not so, oh, so I can say it now. No, excuse me. Yeah, ev- the ends, the, the one, two, and three get released first and we watch those. But yeah, the ending of three, this, should I, should I tell you what happens? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just, I'm going to tease it a little bit, but yeah, no, it's like the uh, big, big plot twist. So sorry. Okay. Well, know. where, so is it on prime then? It, no. Episode it, one, two, and three? No, they're, they're releasing them all later. So, so four, just, four, five, and six are in the theater now. And then they, then they're doing seven and eight. And then after that, it's going to get released. Okay. But you don't go watch four, five, and six. No, I know. If you haven't so watched one, I'm two, bummed. three, because it's not going to make sense. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't understand why they did it like that, but um, yeah. we can talk about that on, on yeah. a different time. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I had to just throw that in there, but uh, big plot twist this season. But yeah, I heard there was a plot twist, and I was bad. I, I know. Guess, Damon I guess actually I'm, went and looked. I'm like, dude, you ruined it. <laughs> so he knows. You just six sensed yourself. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the heck? I'm impatient. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to, you know, when someone comes up hey, and speaks you, in a few months talking about patience. I was just going to say, are you it. speaking on patience? No, or I, no that's, that's I'm not. Brett, huh? Brett's talking about, <laughs> as of right now, I think Brett is talking about oh, patience yeah. as a fruit of the spirit in June. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to that message because I, I need it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We got, okay. got us, got us a little sidetrack there. I don't even know where we were at. <laughs> okay. So uh, w- one of the things that we were talking about is this, this mystery that's been revealed, right? That uh, in Christ, there's supposed to be this unity, right? And even Jesus talked about it uh, when he was on earth and he was talking to his disciples. He said, it's in your unity that that's how they're going to recognize that you're from me, mm-hmm. right? And so there's this supposed to be this unity, 
But I think a lot of times when the world looks at Christians and Christ- Christianity, they look at the divisiveness, right, and the ways that we're divided and not the ways that we're united. So I thought that could be something that we talk about on this episode is how, you know, we don't allow our differences to become divisions, right? And I think that's what the enemy will try to do. So maybe it's time for... <laughs> I wish we were videoing this. I know, Trish just jumped. She, she wasn't ready for behind enemy lines. <laughs> that, was, that was classic. Oh my gosh. I'm She's dying. awake now. I'm awake. I'm awake. I should do it again because now we oh have to get we the intro back in. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, so if you've been listening for a while, that is our theme music for our segment called Behind Enemy Lines where we highlight uh, some of the ways that the enemy tries to um, hinder us from living out God's purpose, right? And so in this one, the mystery that God has revealed is that in Christ— the Jews and the Gentiles were supposed to be heirs, right? And there was supposed to be this unity that can only come in Christ. But like we talked about a little bit ago, um, you know, the way that the media has portrayed Christianity, the way that um, a lot of people that are not Christians may view Christianity is through the the divisions, the different uh, ways that we're divided and not, this unity that God, that God has called us to. And so the enemy tries to use our differences to become divisions, to keep us un- from being united. You know, and we're in the season called Stronger Together, right? And we're recognizing that we want to be stronger together. So I thought this would be a good discussion to kind of flush out a little bit of what God's plan is for us. So Kyle did some research. I did. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> I'm like, I did? I'm like, wow. Okay, so we, we, were, at, we were talking about um, just like how many different denominations and things there are. And so we we're like, how many are there? So this is, this is just off the internet, no, no background to check it out and all that stuff. But um, it says that there's worldwide, there's over 45,000 different denominations. So I'm guessing, you know, like, let's say like uh, a Baptist type denomination here in the States could be another type of Baptist in Africa or Asia or something. So I think there's probably some that are similar, so you could maybe narrow that down, but there's still um, a vast number of different uh, denominations, which come with different things they emphasize, different ways they approach things. Some um, like with sacraments, like baptism, some sprinkle, some dunk, you know, there's like those types of differences. There's some, it's just, Oh, there's uh, you know, uh, women in leadership or preaching or elders and that kind of thing versus they don't. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of different ways that things can be uh, divided up. And you, Trish, you were you were sharing about is it a cousin like their church and how they were very unique and even mm-hmm. your parents' church and yeah. So my cut co- like my cousins up north, they all wear long skirts and they wear no makeup. And their church is very charismatic. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up in a church that's, uh, no disrespect, but very boring. It was like. <laughs> um, Would you say it's like legalistic or is it? Yeah. yeah yes. Is that is a good term? Yeah. So when I would very rarely go to my cousin's church, um, 
I was like, what the heck? And there was even <laughs> jokes. Like, I'm not agreeing with this, but, yeah, like, yeah. they would call it, like, the popcorn church because, like, people are just, like, jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and we used to laugh, and now I'm one of those people. But anyways. <laughs> Very expressive. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I laugh because I am now <laughs> a popcorn person. But um, so it's just so opposite. And, um, like, it was crazy to see a person put their hands up mm-hmm. during worship. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, that person's like feeling it right mm-hmm. at my church uh, growing up. And so just the differences in that, you know, mm-hmm. um, luckily for me, uh, my cousins that went to that church, like were not really attending that the ones my age but their moms and everyone and then now that they're my age they are not wearing makeup and all that stuff but I've never like felt judgment from them because I grew up wearing makeup and obviously not skirts Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I that's like the positive part for me was I've never felt judgment from them which is really, which yeah, is like nice. They weren't trying to make you conform to the way they no. did it. Yeah. Or like, like constantly like, why are you wearing makeup? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, that's a sin. You know, mm-hmm. just telling me like wearing makeup is bad. Mm-hmm. Because I know that's what they believe. But I never felt that. Mm. But um, growing up in that church. Um, the church your, your parents, my parents go to. Yeah went to and they still belong to Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know it was it was really hard for me I had no relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it's the church's fault but my I'm going to tell you why it's going to get to the point so (laughs) um growing up as soon as I moved out at 19 I stopped going to church altogether like I lived a whole different lifestyle and so Coming to Christ, um, he personally, I was just curling my hair one day in the bathroom and heard the voice, like, I'm here knocking. And my whole, like, I knew it was God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like I started crying, and I I was never taught that mm-hmm. God can talk to us, right? Like, that's how you know, <laughs> you know. I did not, I was not brought up that way. And so, I mean, it was like head to toe, like shivering. I was crying and accepted Christ right then and there by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's a whole 23 years of lived experience, we'll say that, (laughs) of (laughs) trials and errors. But um, coming to Catalyst was so eye-opening. I started out at CBC, which not a lot of people know this. We went to CBC for a year and then was loving it and then Barry was like we're gonna start a new church and I was like what (laughs) just got here (laughs) um and so coming to cat and then catalyst is very much different than cbc Mm -hmm. and so um catalyst was almost a lot of things that I was brought up that were no-nos I'll just say (laughs) no-nos um so I was very conflicted for many, many years because I'm in, I'm actually feeling like I'm connecting with God. Um, I'm loving it. I'm loving, you know, that I could express myself in a certain way during worship. 
But there's all these things like that's no, you're not supposed to be doing this. No, I mean, there's so many things. And then God just one day, well, I wasn't even asking him, just revealed to me, you know what? Take a deep breath. There's so many different denominations in the faith because I've made everyone so different and unique that it's okay. Your parents' church is working for them to connect with me. And you are perfectly fine at Catalyst because look at the connection and the growth and the love you feel from me at Catalyst because I created you this way. And from that day on, and this was years ago, I just felt so much free because my dad would make little comments here and there. He hasn't in many years, but, you know, just even going on the wrong day of the week to church. Um, And there was just little comments of, you know, celebrating this or whatever. And I would just get really mad, but that's how God is so loving. He came to me and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shut this down. (laughs) And so I'm one that doesn't want or like to keep quiet. So if my dad, if my dad, (laughs) if my dad said something, I want, I want to fight. Right, right. And so, um, now I just give the comments back to God and I'm like, that's your son. You take care of him. Like you go on. (laughs) And so I feel like, there are different denominations because we are just so unique. And then when you have all those people together that are as one stronger together, um, you can build the kingdom. Now we live on a fallen world. And I think that's where a lot of churches like is not said enough because you have people that have left the church because people have hurt people and or they were not brought up in the church and they're seeing all this division Mm -hmm. but it's like you know what we are earthly people and so i think if you can just really look at that as a as a people as a i mean because i always say like anytime there's conflict like there's conflict in um baseball like the team and i'm like i have been around different baseball communities PTA like you Mm -hmm. you just get a group of people together and you're gonna have issues you're gonna have conflict Mm -hmm. and you have to work it out but it's because we're human Mm -hmm. but our heavenly father is perfect and this is what we're gonna focus on Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah it's interesting the the concept of or yeah the, the thought you brought up about God made all these different or or I don't say it made, but likes the different denominations because it fits people and it fits their unique uniqueness. And I've had issues with that in the past because it's like, well, why do we why do we need so many different? Because it seems like it just leads to more disunity. I think there's there's a cool aspect of God reaching us um, uniquely the way we're wired and stuff. But I think the hard part is with say different denominations or different styles of church is that when we take that and go inward, then we kind of are secluding ourselves from the fullness of all these other ones that, that 
see God and interact with God in a different way. And we miss out on aspects of God that maybe we're not wired for, or it's not really our strong suit, but without those, it we're, we're not experience, <clears throat> experiencing this full mystery that he's trying to reveal. Because I, th- I think it's, you know, in verse 10, it says, his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. So it's like the big C capital C church, like all the denominations together are supposed to reveal this crazy awesome plan that God wanted unity. But having all these different denominations can lead to just uh, seclusion and just we're all these individual units instead of operating as one big unit. So I think for me, it's, I've, I've actually been okay with, yeah, there's, there's a good, there's good reason to have different styles and different denominations, but not to be so comfortable or set in your ways that you don't interact with the people that are different or, or denominations that are different. How about you, Damon? What do you think? Um, <clears throat> so I think part of it for me is recognizing that we are different, right? And I think um, a lot of times, the, especially the way that our society rolls is, you know, everybody needs to think the same. Mm-hmm. It's it's trying to get everybody to um, have the same thoughts, have the same mindsets have the same, right? So I think first off, we need to recognize that we're different. And so the ways that we connect with God might be different. The ways that um, we express ourselves might be different. But at the same time, not allowing those things to cause us to be divided, right? And I think that's one of the ways that the enemy really tries to highlight those differences instead of allowing ourselves to recognize we are are different, but what is it that unites Mm -hmm. us? And that's Christ, right? And that's what you know, throughout Ephesians, it seems like we keep ta- coming back to in Christ, in right. Christ, in Christ, in right. Christ. And I think the reason that Paul keeps highlighting in Christ is because that's what we need to focus on is how we are united in Christ. And and the enemy will just keep trying to point out all the differences. Well, you're different from mm-hmm. her th- because of this. You're different from them because of this. You're different. But what the Lord wants us to do is recognize, well, what are we united in? And and, that, and that's in Christ. And in the verse that you read, Kyle, in, in 10, I think one of the things that can also help people to be united is to recognize common enemy. And we were mm. we actually read a book. Was that the Resilient book? or it was? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we read a book uh, called Resilient, and as a staff we read it, and we were talking to, about unity as a staff and unity and direction and things like that, kind of where we want to go as a church. And one of the things that said, breeds and fosters unity is recognizing common enemy, right? And so I think Paul brings that to light in this section of the chapter to recognize, like, as the church, we're supposed to be united against this common enemy, right? Which is uh, the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places, right? And and we've recognized that, uh, you know, the enemy has principalities and powers that were, uh, you know, unseen, but are have power in in different areas, and so as the church, we are supposed to be coming against that. So, in order to do that, though, you can't do it alone, mm. right? There are powers and principalities for a reason because there's power behind it, and so by us coming together as the church, we are supposed to come against that. And so, I think that's another area for us that we can recognize, like we do have a common enemy, and we might have some of these differences. And okay, you believe that you're. You can get sprinkled for baptism. I believe that you're supposed to be dunked all the way. 
okay, those are, those are our differences, but we're, we both recognize this common enemy mm-hmm. that we're supposed to be, you know, revealing God's plan to as the church. Can we come together and unite under that? I think I think uh, it might have been in that book too, but I think it was also the Empower book. I think it was in that one, mm. uh, that that theme of common enemy. Um, yeah, it reminds me of the the phrase um, "divided we're weak, but united we're strong." Like the more the enemy can divide us, the less the less kind of power we have because there's there's power in unity, there's power in togetherness. Um, it, it reminded me, uh, Pastor Dean was here uh, last month, and then their adopted daughter had been involved in um, just horrible things, traffic and satanic ritual abuse, and all these different things. And her comment was, if the church, the worldwide church, would wake up to the power that they have, if they would come together, darkness would get wiped out quick and the and the enemy knows that so the more they can keep us divided keep us from unifying the weaker we are and so we're just mm. it's just we're impotent it's like wh- what do we got like nothing to stand on but i think i think there's people that are starting and there's a, a growing um i think desire for that for tapping into that but it's it's not an easy thing it's comes with maturity like i'm, pr- I'm preparing to speak on uh chapter four and it's about unity and maturity, and it's unity leads to maturity, but it's also maturity leads to unity. They're kind of they go hand mm-hmm. in hand. You need both. You need to be maturing because that's going to help you become unified. But as you become unified, it helps you to mature. So I mean, they you need both aspects, and sometimes we just want one. But if you're going to try to unify, but you're not maturing, it's like you're going to mm-hmm. lead back to division because, like you said, we're all fallen humans. But as we mature, we kind of are able to set some of that aside. But if we're just trying to mature all the time, like by ourselves, and we don't have that interaction with people, then we're we're, we're missing out on like the the depth of that too. I I Trisha's mind is being blown today. Well, I'm just <laughs> like, well, then how? You know, because like what you're saying, if it's true, like if the churches could you like just unite, mm-hmm. but but how? How, like, what does that look like? Um, okay, well, I, well, before you okay, expand, I think I think there's one cool picture that we have been kind of involved with is um, with Explicit and the way that Explicit started. So the way that Explicit started was, um, you know, Michelle was in Hawaii and she was uh, asked to be lead some youth things and they were recognizing the... Um, impact of the way that the world was trying to teach our kids about sex and sexuality. And so initially she decided that she wanted to start a few conferences and get people together. And so many different churches of different denominations came together because they recognize what they're up against. And Mm -hmm. that's the worldly secular view of sex and sexuality, which is very contrary to uh, the Christian view of it. And so those churches all got together and they recognized, hey, we might be different in some of these minor doctrinal things, but we recognize that this is coming against our kids and hurting our kids. And so they came together and it birthed some of these conferences, which then led to Explicit, which is now leading towards, um, you know, Brave and Beautiful and 
soon to be Brave and Bold, which are helping to prepare uh, our young people to recognize their value, but also to recognize the ways that uh, the world is trying to groom them for Mm -hmm. trafficking. And so, you know, there's all of these great things that are coming out of it because these churches recognized, hey, we need to come together because what we're up against is bigger than something that one of us could do by ourselves. We need to come together to, to, to go. No, so I mean, it's good that you asked that question too, because actually when when Dean's uh, daughter shared, she actually was more specific, and I, I, so I didn't say it correctly, because she was saying it in regards to trafficking. It's like if the church would recognize and be made aware of it, the, the darkness would go away. Like there's there's power in identifying the common enemy and then and then acting on uh, that. So it wasn't just like unity in all areas, like yeah. in, uh, real general. Because yeah, there has yeah. to be like rallying points. Like what that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Like just coming together for. <laughs> I mean the children. Like that's because it, it's so big. Yeah. Yeah. Got, it has it, to be yes. over those. What what's what is the what moves is the Lord trying to yeah come against that the world is that the enemy is really pushing right now. That's what I'm always fighting for. Well, okay, so <laughs> um, Damon, Damon's our leader today, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump in and say anything. He's always Damon, the leader. So. No, because sometimes I jump in and then uh, you my, try to be the leader. Track. I do. Well, uh, Kyle, try, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm just trying, trying to usurp. I'm trying to give you some time to think. So no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to discern if we should go in this direction. But okay, so when when. When Trish came into the office today to record, oh, yeah. she yeah, that's good. she br- she brought in some papers, and we were looking <laughs> at each other like, "Uh oh, we're we're in trouble." She's got some papers with her, but I think it kind of fits into what we're talking about right yeah. now, yeah, yeah. Um, because what she's trying to do is she's trying to rally people together um, to recognize some of the ways that the world is trying to lead our children, especially mm-hmm. in ways that are not the ways that we believe are in alignment with God's purpose for them. And so maybe well, Trish, you could, I think it's that, but I think it's also trying to attack the family institution, right? Like it's, yes, yes. it's really trying to make the parents powerless or just, and, and divide parent and child. Cause that's another division tool that he's trying to do. So, yeah. Trish, why don't you share a little bit of, so I, <laughs> I feel like, um, for me personally, this this is just for me. Um, I'm done talking. Like, I am putting myself out there now. And I am going to do the blood, sweat, and tears. And I, I've joked about this for so long that I don't have a job. And do I need one? Yes, kind of. But, I mean, I feel like I have the time to do this. And so... There are a few people, one person in particular, Nicole Pearson, she's, um, I believe in Orange County, but she is a mom that is fed up and with California, especially (laughs) and what they're trying to do with our kids. So her and another person are pushing really hard to get on the November ballot to vote. Mm -hmm. Um, and right now it's the protect kids of California act of 2024 and we need 500,000 signatures by the end of April. And what they're just going after the three major, like it's not, it's like bullet points, right? And so 
One of them is um, we're wanting, we're requiring schools to notify parents regarding children's mental health concerns identified in school settings, including gender identification issues. And that can cover a whole broad of things. Like if you're wanting to identify as someone else Mm -hmm. at school, the parents will be notified because like you said, a lot of that, like, n- parents are not being told of what's happening at school. The other thing is, which is, I mean, all three topics, but protects girls' competitive sports and school spaces to be for bi- biological girls only. And we are seeing this more and more. Um, Riley Gaines was is a really popular um, swimmer. She was really, I mean, sh- I think she should have got second place. I think she was First. supposed to win. Oh, no, she was supposed to she win. She was supposed to win. And she got beat out by a guy, a uh, biological guy. But it doesn't stop there. I mean, I don't even have girls, but I'm a girl. But mm-hmm. it's like it really bothers me that women are just getting, girls are just getting pushed aside. A mm-hmm. um, lot of injuries of late with boys on girl teams. So, And then it goes into the locker room. Mm-hmm. And how nasty is it to have a boy changing with his genitals out? Mm-hmm. And that's just a whole other issue, you know, mentally. So the third bullet point is prevents the sterilization of children by prohibiting the use of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, mastectomies, and genital surgeries for minors. So th- these are all school-related, right? So this is stuff that would happen at school or is no. that that one is, the prevents it's so the other two are, are school re- more school related well, or yeah but i mean it's not just school because it's in outside activities also mm-hmm. for sports mm-hmm. because you have the clubs you have sure. okay. the travel like it's not just school for sports the first one yes is school yeah okay it's requiring the schools to notify parents for what I said, but yeah, because a lot of these club, there's one, um, of maybe it wasn't club, but a girl was playing volleyball in high school and there was a boy on the other team and he spiked the ball and cracked her skull. Mm. And she literally is living with, um, the effects of what damage was done to her brain. Mm. And that's just one Mm. instant, but instance. Yeah. So, Contact me. <laughs> I want to set up signing events and um, get the word out. And that's me putting my face out there, you know, trying to get this on the ballot for um, for us California people. If you're a registered voter, you can sign it. And so, yeah. Anything else? So we're not trying to intend for this podcast to be political <laughs> or anything, but you know, I don't think I, that's I, political though. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to give a small disclaimer, oh, okay. I guess, oh, but, disclaimer. but <laughs> yeah. to say we're not trying to move in necessarily a political space, but I really feel like this um, topic that we're talking about and recognizing that a lot of these things that are coming down the pipe are not aligned with biblical values. Right. And so one way that people can get involved is in this space, like Trish is doing, stepping into that. But just in general, as a church, we can recognize that there are certain things and certain forces that are out there in the world that we can come together and be unified and say, yeah, we 
we don't believe that is the way that God would want the world to go, and we can come together and stay united, even in the midst of differences. And some of this happened, some of this all came about because Trish and I were having discussing a difference last week, and and you know, we were we had different opinions on a certain topic, and we were going at it. And I thought, oh, this might actually be good for us to kind of not talk about the topic on on here, but recognize we might be different in how in our perspective on that topic, but in Christ we're united, mm-hmm. right? And so that's one reason that I thought that it would be good to have Trish come on today because <laughs> because of that to 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 show that in Christ we're we're united, even though we might have a different stance on this particular topic. I'm gonna from now on. I'm going to voice text you <laughs> because I think you read my text as in fighting I, there was like no zero, I didn't, no, I no, didn't no. think of it as fighting I, like, I just lo- thought we were no in disagreement I, on no, a topic literally <laughs> I think you're reading my like I literally was laughing and I thought it was funny you know and I was just like Oh boy, oh boy. Like, I don't know. I just think that I'm going to now send you like well Hey Damon. <laughs> this is my tone. <laughs> I think but I think that actually highlights something that is some um a potential pitfall of of unity. And that's technology. Of mm. doing things through text, oh. doing things through email. email. Like you can mm-hmm. interpret and you can do go to places like and mm-hmm. that can cause division, it can cause disunity and but how but how easy is it it's it's so much easier right mm-hmm. it's so much quicker we can do it this way mm-hmm. and but then it's like uh but how many how many church splits how many relationship splits have happened because well i'm just gonna assume that that's just the way they are and fine that i'm just gonna do my own thing and then you don't even talk about it and you don't realize oh no we really it was almost the same view but <laughs> it was through text or whatever I'm, yeah i'm just saying it's it's but even before text and technology, I think that happened even just in general conversation, right? Like oh, someone good. might take yeah. someone might take something that Absolutely. you said in jest and they might take it seriously or Absolutely. something. And so just even the communication and building the relationships to the point where if there potentially could be something to divide, you're in a place where you can talk about it and say and and really get clarification. Oh, that's really what you meant? Oh, okay, that yeah. I took it in a different way. Oh, okay. It was just a miscommunication. It wasn't something that was supposed to divide us, right? And it never happens in our household. So <laughs> that's why it gets uh, exhausting. It like does. have I to know. be no, not it of your household, but no, like, my household it, doesn't get exhausting. <laughs> Thank you. No. Um, just being in alignment. No, I'm uh, I mean, because if I, know. It, I mean, gosh, you just want to bang your head against the wall. And this is just me speaking about myself. Like, if I could just walk in alignment. And then you say something that just like really set me off. Mm -hmm. I could go, Lord, (laughs) like, you know what, what, what was going on there? You know, if we could just always go to God first Mm -hmm. instead of flesh, because me, my flesh is like always wanting to be first. I, how much like unity would there be if we could, or I could be like, Hey, Kyle, like what you said really set me off like can we talk about that but we don't (laughs) you know what i mean um so gosh if we could just be like you said the mature like that maturity Mm -hmm. is a whole other level 
it's like humbling ourselves, um, putting down our walls. Mm -hmm. Because if I come to you and be like, hey, that, you know, that rubbed me wrong. What you said there, can we talk about it? I don't know what you're going to come at me with or what this is going to lead to. Like, there's so much like. Come at me, bro. (laughs) Maturity that comes with like. How many things would be settled if we could just do that? Go to the person and be like, hey. I just want to clarify because I know my my wife listens to this show that um, I'm speaking of just things i i know but not necessarily things that i'm able to do (laughs) because it's it's one thing i i see it and i see what we need to do but i'm not always good at doing it Mm -hmm. either i mean it's i'm on the process as well but i'm getting better at it but it's like when you were talking it made me almost want to push the button for behind enemy lines again because it's like the the enemy's like yeah see it it takes way more work so what just Mm -hmm. just uh, don't worry about it just kind of sweep it under and then it's like, oh, it harbors, and it's like you build up walls and resentment. But it's, it isn't the easy way. Like this unity that Christ, that uh, yeah. Paul's talking about in Christ, it's not the easy way. Like, no, the the way of Christ, it's the narrow path. It is. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, and it is. And it's like, in, I don't know, in our minds, it's like, yeah, I want that. I want that path. But then in the moment, it's like. That's that's a lot of work. I don't I don't know if I well next time I'll do it next time. And it's easier to just hate the person. <laughs> and I know I'm using hate. I'm just that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the word that came to mind, everyone. <laughs> right, right. But it's just easier. And I do it often right. with people in the church, with people outside the church. And I'm just like, I'm over you. I'm moving on. There's many. There's a lot of other people here at church. You know what I mean? And See, so that's I'm that's guilty. why you need to voice text me because that's that's what I was hearing. <laughs> I'm over you. Just get away from me. We're just disagree, disagree on this. So, oh my God. just he actually came to me for counseling. Was he crying? Oh, just he was crying. He came to you, and I'm over here at home. Like, have no. Like, I was literally laughing because I was like, "Oh my gosh, this episode's hilarious." So, so but, but you've been on yeah. you've been on the deliverance side, mm-hmm. like you and the the uh, prayer teams and stuff like that. You know that a lot, or one of the one of the uh, first places that we like to explore is uh, unforgiveness mm-hmm. because that's where the enemy harbors. Uh, he's able to get his claws in and then able to manipulate and able to push on wounds. Yep. And you, if you can, if you can deal with unforgiveness, so if you can go and do it in a healthy way, because yeah. there's certain things that forgiveness is, but it's not, it's not like saying, it, it, I'm not saying, like, Oh, it didn't hurt or anything. It's like, Oh, that stuff's still real, but there's, there's a, a healthy way to do it. But once that stuff is taken care of, it's like, wow, so many things get cleaned up. But that's the one that's easiest easiest one to start with, right? It's like you harbor it a little bit, and it's like you haven't, you've, you're you holding on to it for a reason. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's some unforgiveness yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. David's wow. just smiling. So. Well, we, we went through a lot of places, and I know that we're running short on time, yeah. but, um, you know, I really appreciate that Trish was willing to come on this episode, even though she was, like I'm done with you, and <laughs> <laughs> but it's because we are united in Christ, and really that's what God's plan is for us, right? Because you know, in our world, we can recognize there's some dark and there's some evil things that are going on in our world, and God's plan is for the church to come against those things and to really bring the gospel, mm-hmm. which is His good news, and bring salvation in those areas. Right. And so 
the the way to, that that's going to come through and the vehicle is the the church at this point and the only way that the church is going to be able to do that is being united in Christ. Okay, so we're sitting like in a triangle uh, formation right now, and I'm okay. I'm the point person because I'm dealing with. So I'm going to speak for Trish. I I know that she didn't mean it the way you took it. So I, <laughs> she's she's laughing. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I did not." Mean. No, no, but I, Trish and I like to mess with each I other. So. I, that's especially but, uh, but, why I feel like I don't ever have to explain myself. So I'm like kind of shocked right now. But I want our listeners to know <laughs> that we are doing this in, in jest right now. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. It's like this highlight of unity in Christ is so powerful that we're taking well, it'll be six weeks now that we're we've gone through this first three chapters. Uh well it's five weeks, it'll be six this coming Sunday. But yeah, I mean it's it's meant to sink in like, oh yeah, we need that. But like you, the the question you said, how? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, yeah, you know what you need up in your head, yeah. but then it's like, okay, how do we live it out? And so I think that's the cool part is that we're still this. We still have three more chapters to go. I, there's going to be more of like, okay, this is how it plays out, and I think that's. Uh, I think it's going to really hit home for people. God is speaking to me. I'm going to have to like talk to someone. Right. Not Damon. I'm over <laughs> you. But no, it's like serious. Like mm. someone that. Mm, yeah, this is good. All right. Now I, I'm going to have to. Put this into action. There you go. This is not going to be fun. Okay. I don't want to do it. That means we're going to have to keep you accountable. Yeah. All right. Oh, my gosh. My. (laughs) (laughs) Her demeanor just changed. She's like, reality just hit. (laughs) Big old humble pie. And and don't worry, the application portion of Ephesians is coming pretty soon. I know the first, the, the beginning parts is a lot of the theology and stuff, but, and the practical application portions are coming soon. So, Bear with us. We're 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 getting through it, and um, you know it's been a lot of fun to kind of journey through, looking through the beginning half of Ephesians together. Um, so, I think, I, but I think that's mat- that's part of maturing in twenty twenty four, right? Instead of the now, yeah. I want it right away, instantly. It's like, hey, you need to soak in that and sit in that that harder area, and then we'll, you'll get uh, the stuff that maybe you're looking forward to. I know you were trying to wrap it up. I, I had know. to just throw that in. You there, keep telling so, me so. I need to have a wrap up thing before I go instead of just cutting <laughs> well, the episode. But, but but that is that's the part of the lead in to like but we can all kind of wrap in together. So come on. Trish, all right. Trish is, getting ready to, Trish is getting ready to rap, literally. So like she heard rap and she's like Bye. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well we're out of time for this episode. So until next it. time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season.